Welcome back to Open House with Mark Sewick and Corey James Moran, brought to you by the Mark Sewick team at Keller Williams Realty, a Greater Rochester Realty podcast. This is episode 115. And Mark, welcome back. Thank you so much, bud. How was Columbia? Oh my God. It was awesome. It was. It is such a great country. Um, Bogota is cosmopolitan and it's clean and it's safe. There are three cops every other corner. I mean, you know, clearly they're trying to make sure that um, that, that that the uh, cartels don't rise up once again. Sure. Yeah. And, 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 and so not only is it safe, but these these police officers are also just great ambassadors. They're very warm. They're very kind. They're very friendly. They smile. That was awesome. But the but the the, the highlight was Cartagena, which is sort of this weird amalgam of. On the one hand, modern-day Mykonos meets sort of like high-society Havana back in the 1950s. Oh, awesome. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad that we... I, I realize it's not the top of everybody's travel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, well, what was the response from people when you were saying, oh, we're going to go to Colombia? Well, like, like, increasingly, I'm, I'm getting this, because we've, we've seen so many countries at this point in time where you know, we're now starting to go to places that are a little bit more out of the way, and it's, it's usually a furrowed eyebrow. Um, so, like, oh, where? Yeah, yeah like... Or, why, why are you go, why are you going there? Was um, uh, were the Bahamas not available? Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, or like you know, um, uh, you know, why aren't you going to Rome or Paris? Um, yeah. which are great, just awesome. But um, I, I I'm I'm so glad that we 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 went. Well, you you, you and Duffy are you're kind of different travelers. We we yeah, we are actually. Well, so, yeah, well, I think you go ahead. I'm sorry. So first off, you don't like to go to the same place twice. Nope, so it's nope. always someplace different. Yep. And then I was tipped off that you guys. Never have a plan. No. Really? No. We, we, for, for this one, didn't you just book the first night and then it was just, oh, we'll figure it out. That's that's exactly. And that's just the <laughs> best way to travel because you never know if you're in a city and like, oh, Christ, I mean, you know, let's get out of here. Um, well, no, we've already spent, you know, paid three nights in advance on the hotel. Um, or, you know what, you're loving a, a city or a town and you want to stay and linger for a little bit more. It, it, that's the best way, at least from my perspective. But I do... I, I think that probably eighty five percent of everybody out there. It, it, you mentioned this, and yeah. you can they begin sweating. Um, so well, I I know at least you know in my family uh, there's an itinerary. You know, it's it's, it's, print, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's oh. printed oh, um, times glossy. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, three ring binder. <laughs> study this prior to our departure. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no everything. Uh, yeah, the, the, thank you, Court. <laughs> well, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. How you doing? Uh, doing well. I, I'm shocked you actually recognized me. Um, why, why is that? Because I've been hitting the gym. Oh, well, 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 yeah, um, yes, my God. <laughs> thank um, you, thank you, yeah. Your, your uh, chest is in- enormous. <laughs> my, my, my wife decided to stop just um, making comments about how I need to lose weight and signed us up for the new Y out in Canadagua. Oh, that's great. Which is actually really fantastic. Oh, um, good. So four days in a row. Oh, good, good for yeah, you. Yeah. That's, are you enjoying it? I am. I'm actually loving it. So, um, you know, they have an amazing pool out there. We're going to take the kids this weekend. So... Um, if you're out in that area, I would definitely recommend it. So we might need to, and then we'll talk real estate. We might need to. Uh, so, um, oh, gosh, no, I'm not going to go down that road. I'll simply mm. say um, we're growing, um, ah, and so yes. I'm starting to um, I'm starting to look for yet another building uh, to accommodate our growth. <clears throat> um, I, I've often thought that we might need like. Um, like a, a bathroom with a shower uh, and a place for somebody so that you know because you live 45 minutes away yeah it's a so you know what yeah. maybe you know maybe you pack your gym clothes hit the Y here in town Ooh. if you need to there you yeah, go then we got a shower for, so anyway there we go yeah well, so. alright well we got a lot to get to real estate wise <clears throat> um, we're going to talk about interest rates we're going to talk about the new jobs report um, we are going to talk about 
the hottest real estate market in the entire country. Yep. And then we're also going to get into this story um, that has been, it's been kind of percolating for the past couple of years, right? This this lawsuit that's oh, been going through. Oh my God, we're going to go into that. Okay. Yeah, yes, we, we got, have to. Again, we got a lot to break down, but it could really, I mean, depending on who you ask, could really change everything. Um, so we'll get to all that. Let's jump in though. We'll get to our, uh, our, our update here. Um, as far as new listings in Monroe County last week, and thank you again to David Dollinger for filling in. Did a really nice job. I listened. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised that you had me back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I'd come in and like have to wrestle with David. So, uh, no, give me no. that mic. You did a fantastic job, so we appreciate that. Um, but 460 last week, 476 this week. So, a slight uptick. Okay. Well, Sixth County region. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Seeing the same 843 now up to 869. So, again, not drastic. Here's the interesting part, though. Under contract pending. That's actually down. We're currently at 1,106. That's down from 1,131 last week. And then for the six-county region, it's 1,697. That is also down from 1,748. So more properties have closed. Less have obviously gotten under contract. Yeah. So just to kind of get a picture of things again, I think that second one speaks again to the slowdown. Um, that's well, and, and, really and beginning to take I place. I think I might be teeing, teeing up. You, you probably went, well, yeah, there's so many things. Let me tee this up, uh, I, I think. The slowdown is, in part, seasonal. Yep. Um, things just, you know, tend to, tend to slow down once, you know, once we see uh, uh, crimson and, uh, you know, in, in, in gold leaves uh, falling from trees. Uh, but then there's this whole other, let's just, let's just put it out there, this whole other shit show yeah. that's playing out on... I know it's seven, eight different stages. Um, so where, where do you want to take this, bud? Well, let's start with the number for mortgage interest rates. Okay. 7.84%. And that again, we're recording uh, on Friday. It's a little after noon. You think that this may even go up today. That, that jump, by the way, is up from 7.5% last week. Yeah. Um, I would not be the least bit surprised. So... so most real estate professionals, bankers, mortgage brokers, we follow something called Mortgage News Daily. Um, and traditionally, sometime mid to late afternoon, they will update the um, uh, the, the rate of the 30-year or the 15-year uh, mortgage. Um, today, they, they actually they, they announced a, an increase early in the day, you know, like, you know, at 11 o'clock in the morning or something like that, um, which leaves them plenty of room to increase rates again, um, or at least demonstrate how rates have gone up again before the end of the day. But but the, the, the increase today was so significant, they reported it at 11, 1130. Which is, again, kind of against the norm. Usually it's, there's just the one. It's, it's, yeah, thank you for clarifying that. So I wouldn't be surprised if before the end of the day we saw another increase. Um, and... At least we have a reason for this one. I, I mean, it's not good. Okay, that, that's a that's a right? re- that's a really great point. Yes, indeed. Um, do you want do you want to do you want to walk us down that, or should I start down that path? I, I can start. So okay. um, the catalyst for the the big jump, and again, it could be a bigger jump, is the new jobs report, which came in hot, significantly higher than expectations. I think this might be the biggest difference between what was expected. Versus what came through, 336,000 new jobs. Um, I think the expectation was in the 170s. I mean, this is the biggest difference between those two numbers since probably the February report, which, if you think back, really kicked off the roller coaster that this year has been. 
Um, but I actually wouldn't. You you would mention this. This may be even bigger than that. Yeah, Delta. It, it could. Um, you would ask me that question. You know, about an hour ago, and my mind was on you know, six or seven other things that were a little more immediate, and so I couldn't quite answer the question. I've been thinking about it since. This is pretty significant. So um, uh, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. And the ramifications of this, again, to, to kind of reiterate my point earlier, a lot of the the number rising for interest rates was just kind of a, well, we can't really figure out exactly how the bond market seems to subscribe to this idea of higher for longer. And it's, well, you can't get higher for longer until you get higher. So it just kind of was just naturally going up without any real economic data to, to boost it. Now we have this. I mean, it's going to rocket. Right. <laughs> so, so, 8%? Um, yeah, let, yeah, let me parse this. So, so one, I don't think that there is... And there's a lot to unpack. My God, I know. <laughs> I, I, I think that it's reasonable to expect that before the end of the day, we're going to see another increase in uh, 30-year and 15-year uh, mortgage rates. That's one. Two, I don't think it's the least bit unreasonable to suspect that sometime next week we're going to see 30-year uh, rates uh, coming in over 8%. No two ways about it. Um, Three, I think your point is a really, really interesting one. There was a lot of there was a lot of uncertainty. There's been a lot of chatter over the course of the past few weeks that um, investors, institutional investors in particular, have supplanted the Federal Reserve as the reason why it is that interest rates uh, are going up. And, and, and what I mean by that is. The 10-year Treasury has just skyrocketed, um, uh, well, starting in the beginning of August, but really taken off over the course of the past uh, 30 days. Um, that has been less, I mean, if you, if you think back, I think that the Federal Reserve has only raised um, uh, the overnight rate 25 bips since May or something. It's like there's, there's not been a lot of increase um, on the part of the FOMC uh, through the summer and early fall. The increase that's going on in 30-year um, interest rates is driven, of course, by the 10-year Treasury, and that's been going up because institutional advisors are causing that increase. And why are they causing that? Or why, are, why is it going up, and what, what is going on behind the scenes? You know, perhaps there's just so much uncertainty. Um, I mean, you can look at um, the chaos. And, and by the way— Pure chaos. Yeah. Yes. Investors. Personal, you know, private investors, uh, personal investors, small families, but but in particular, institutional investors, they do not like chaos. They they like they, they like everything. They they want to know that tomorrow is going to be as stable as today. They want to project it. They want yes. to know what's happening. Exactly. Yes. And so when you look at what's been playing out in the United States Congress. Oh, my God. Are they going to shut down? Will they not shut down? Well, earlier in the week, Kevin McCarthy is obviously ousted as speaker. Right now, um, there is a uh, House Speaker pro tem. Pro tem. Um, there's a fight going on right now to determine who's going to lead um, uh, the U.S. Congress. They've only kicked the can down the road 45 days in terms of a government shutdown. So we're going to be seeing further chaos Um uh, just days before we begin celebrating Thanksgiving. In addition to that, we've got the student loan um, uh, uh, debt, which is now, you know, we get students who need to pay back their debt. We've got China um, and issues that are playing out in China. We've got, of course, the issue of so uh, uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia, um, who are continuing to put um, upward pressure in terms of gas prices and what it is that we're paying at the pump. Um and then you've got these these uh, employment numbers that were just released. I mean, it just goes 
on the upcoming in, presidential election. There is so much that is playing out here. So, so as I was saying a moment ago, um, it, it really it's less about the Fed at this point in time um, and more about the uncertainty that so many investors are ex- ex- sensing, experiencing, feeling, and that's why the 10-year Treasury has gone up. And, and it's just, just skyrocketed. Can so, you touch on the, on the spread? Since we're on the subject oh, that's now. A, thank you so much for reminding me of that. I completely forgot. So the spread is the difference between what it is that a lending institution will borrow money from the Federal Reserve and then what it is they charge uh, a, a, somebody who's looking to purchase a, a property um, and, and, and the rate that they will charge that person. So let's just dumb it down. Let's say that you can turn to the Federal Reserve, a bank turns to the Federal Reserve, and they will uh, borrow at 5%. Well, then they turn around, and the spread is, uh, uh, let's say today you're getting an interest rate of a 30-year mortgage of 8%. That spread, 3%, is the profit that banks are enjoying. Now, that spread literally currently at this very moment is at 3%. Historically and traditionally, it's at 1.75%. Uh, when it gets a little bit crazy, it's at 2%. That's enormous in and of itself. And again, it's because of the uncertainty that has come to define the U.S. economy over the course of the past nine months. Chaos, as you said. Um, let, let's that touch. A, that's a lot. It's, it's I, a yeah, lot going I'm, on. I'm so sorry, everybody. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I mean, you know, this is this is what it is. Got to break yeah, it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's touch on the Fed for a moment, though, because okay. specifically this report mm-hmm. may yes. force their hand, right? Uh, because they're meeting in November. Is the next yeah, time? in November and December? Yeah, okay. yeah. So they got two more before the end of the year. And the hope was that it, right. it was going to stay um, just where it is. Yes. You know, no up, no down. Uh, and it seems like because of this jobs report. That that may not be the case, and and you're projecting that maybe it's not even going to be a 25, it might be a 50. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So I think there was a lot of hope, a lot of expectation that because of the many forces that that I just described a few moments ago, I think there was hope and expectation that those forces were going to drive down uh, the rate of inflation even further and get us closer to uh, the neutral rate or the 2% rate that the federal government um, likes to see inflation pegged to. Um, but then this, this boom, this morning you wake up, you know, 8.15 or 8.30 this morning, and you're suddenly realizing, oh my God, 336,000 new jobs. And so the federal government is probably saying, we've got to do more work to tame inflation. And so instead of, in, instead of the Fed not raising rates in their November or their December meeting, this report more likely than not ensures that there's going to be a 25 bips increase uh, or a quarter point increase uh, come, uh, come November meeting. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if based on what's playing out here, that there was another quarter po- uh, point increase in December. And you oh, got to think of holy, uh, I mean, cowabunga! Think of the ramifications of just that—the pressure that's been put on the economy because mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, regional banks, as an example. You know, and you've used the analogy of you know when you slam on the brakes, something's going through the front win- uh, front window there. Right, right. I mean, it's teeing it up for just more of that. Right, right. Um, I mean, they, the federal government has done a great job of just decimating the uh, the, the real estate industry. You know, that, that was part of the master plan. Um, and we understand and realize why it is that they had to do that in order to slow down. I mean, 17% of the U.S. economy is tied to the real estate industry. Um, I get that. Um, but it looks as though there's, there's more pain in store. 
And you know, tying it back to the market, and at least our market here locally, timing-wise, if it can be good, I guess it's good that this is all happening now because we are entering the slow right, period. Right, right, yes. The fear, though, is going to be next year. And mm -hmm. when that market kicks off, what is going to happen? And that's a question that no one has the answer to right now. Right. I mean, at least for the moment, so I'm going to segue kind of quickly here. At least for the moment, we, Rochester, have the privilege, uh, according to Realtor.com, of stating that we're, for the second time this year, the hottest real estate market in the United States. Um, and that is based on two metrics. One is demand and two, days and market. Yep. So that's really great. And tied to that report uh, was a finding that uh, real estate, I think we were the third largest increase in real estate valuation um, between July and August of this year. Real estate valuation here in Rochester increased another 0.8% in a 30-day period of time. Jeez. That's, I mean, like, you know, annualizing you know, it. Let me do the math for you, everybody. You know, 0.8 times 12, 12 months in a year. That's, <laughs> yeah. you know, 9.6%. I mean, like, yeah. that's... And the rest of the country is experiencing a lot of... Um, a, a lot of... Uh, price uh, uh, deceleration or, or falling prices. So. so with that number, if that all holds true for this year, that's going to put us over a 50% increase over the past three years, right? Yeah, that's, that, that is that wow. is very true, my friend. Um, some more Insane. details from that, which are kind of interesting. So you mentioned days on market. We're number one at 16. And one of the reasons that Realtor.com is attributing um, how hot the market is here is ironically how affordable it is. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, so the, the median price was $250,000. Uh, in Rochester, and they broke it down this way. This is kind of interesting. So for buyers that are financing 80% of a home purchase, um, this was when it was 7.19%, but obviously it's gone up since then. They'd be looking at a monthly housing payment of roughly $1,400 in Rochester versus $2,400 for the median priced U.S. home. In other words, Rochester's are, uh, residents, residents are spending $1,000 less per month on a house compared with the average American. Okay, but, but so not to like rain on your parade. I know we're we're calculating in some lower price point Rochester well, homes. Well, but no, not only that. No, um, I'm more concerned that when these national organizations are looking, they're looking specifically and solely at the the price of the house and what it costs on a monthly basis, but they don't take into consideration the tax levy ah, true. that well, is imposed. True. Yeah, and true. so it's like, oh, okay, great. But then, you know, all of a sudden, There's you know, that. you look at the fact that, you know, you're buying a, a $300,000 property and you're really looking then at like, you know, $11,500 per year in taxes. That's that boom right there. That's yeah. that $1,000 that uh, delta between. Makes right up for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, top five, by the way, Rochester, number one, Portland, Maine, number two, uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, number three, Springfield, Mass., Number four in Worcester, Massachusetts. The second largest uh, city in all of New England. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Of course, um, of course you would know that. <laughs> Deb's, Deb's back in the middle of, of the state of, uh, of Massachusetts. So, yeah. um, All right. So we um, we can do one of two things here. because we... I, I don't think we're going to get to the yeah. other topic. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think we have time for it. So, so, so let, let's, let's tee up the other topic, and, 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 uh, and, then, and then we'll conclude today's podcast. Okay. So what we're going to cover on the podcast Next week, yes. Look at that. That's called a tease in the business. <laughs> um, is breaking down. Uh, I mean, it's actually a number of lawsuits that have been filed against uh, um, the NAR, um, the National Association of Realtors, yeah. and, and then also a number of brokerages, uh, basically saying that it violates antitrust law for sellers to be obligated to pay for a buyer's agent commission, right? Which is how the whole <clears throat> system works now. 
you know, you sell your house at 6%, three goes to the listing agent who you hired, the other 3% goes to whoever brings the buyer to you. And there was more news on this this morning, and I've had such an insanely oh, really? yeah. business, uh, such an insanely busy morning that I haven't been able to really dive into it. I mean, I started reading the article, and I was like, Jesus, too much. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't have another 20 minutes here, seriously. Yep. Uh, but, but just to tease uh, next week, there are five companies. I mean, Caldwell Banker is one of them. Remax is another. I think Keller Williams is a third. Um, anywhere, which uh, used to be known as Reology, uh, that was the fourth. Um, and there's a fifth. I can't remember wh- what it is. But one of them so- uh, settled for like eighty million dollars. That must be like dopes, by the way. What's that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. And like, well, that's for all next week. Another, another um, settled for fifty-five million dollars. I think there was a third settlement this morning. This is very, very, very serious. And what is about to play out is going to inalterably change the means by which. We as agents and you as consumers buy and sell real estate, and so it's 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 in some ways it's it's nuclear, it's cataclysmic, it's uh it, yeah. So we'll get to that. Yeah. So what what are we gonna do for the remainder of today? Celebrity real estate. Let's go. Here we go. Okay. I, I sent you the link. I sent you the email. So oh, you should okay. have these. Um, the first one isn't necessarily a celebrity, but I think the the house itself, um, kind of kind of is a celebrity. Uh, so it's a mortgage moguls, ironic, based on what we've talked about uh, so far. There we go. Uh, their waterfront estate in South Florida just sold for a record $30 million. Wow, wow. Yeah, just 40 days after it hit the market in South oh, Florida. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Mark, Mark's a fan. Wow. I mean, it's a little... It's a little. Wow. Is that in Miami? It's a little Miami, uh, but Laguna Drive Estate in... Like, it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this thing is... Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the price per square foot, $3,174. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But again, beautiful water. Actually, you know what? Can, can, before you give us uh, the second um, celebrity. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, uh, the morning show. Uh, oh, that's back. Been yes. watching. Yeah. Oh, you've been watching? Yeah. Okay. What about Corey's uh, Hamptons residence? Oh, I have know. You, uh, have you gotten that far? No, not yet. Oh my! It just started back up. Oh my God! Is, is this going to rival Succession? Uh, it, it's very funny because as I'm watching it, um, so for those who have been watching the morning show, this is season three, and I think they jumped the shark a few times in, in season one and season two, most especially Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> what her COVID performance? I have COVID. By the way, I was so delighted when I spoiler alert. I was so delighted to start it, and they just kind of went past all of that. I'm like, I don't really want to relive it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Thank you. That, 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 that was ridiculous. So they jumped the shark a few times, but I've got to say that season three is solid. Season three has had some really, really interesting story arcs. Um, so um, if, if you gave up on it, you know what? You might want to revisit. But there is a residence that uh, Corey, who is played by Mark Ruffalo, in case you uh, don't know the character's name, um, he's just got this over-the-top, bonkers residence in the Hamptons that um, I'm kind of crazy about. So sure, okay. anyway. Nice. Uh, let's see. Next one I brought up there for you is a, a listing here in Atlanta, a condo uh, owned by Elton John. Elton John. There we go. Finally. $4.9 yeah. million. Dollars. Um, thirteen thousand three hundred thirty-two square feet for a condo. How does that math add up exactly? Multiple floors. Ooh, wow! I mean, like, come on! You knew it was gonna be. T- I mean, like, as outrageous as he is, yeah. You knew that he was gonna like. You know, there's stage persona, and then there's and you knew it was gonna be tasteful. This is this is. Okay, wait. You know what? I, look look at those dining room chairs. Could you look at those dining room? Oh, um, you don't have it in front of you. What do those look like? They're my dining room chairs, aren't they? <laughs> 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not Sir Elton John or anything, but like... Look at you. Wow, look at that. I mean, um, that's more a compliment to Duffy than it is to you, let's be honest. Oh, God, yeah. I, I just paid for it. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, too funny. All right, let's wrap it up here. The last one, unless you have any more comments on it. Um, oh, man, some great art. Some, some, yeah, really good stuff. Always a yeah. fan of the art. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like that's, yeah. I, think, I think that's why you like doing this segment the most, is you get ideas. There's a, yeah, 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 honestly, I do. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, last one. All right, Avatar star Zoe Saldana has listed her beautiful Beverly Hills estate for $16.5 million. Did you see the latest Avatar, Mark? Um, no, I, no, I didn't actually. Okay, no, is it no. on the list? Uh, no, but should it be? Yeah, it was okay. Okay. I mean, it's still, it's still visually uh, amazing. You know, this, the storyline itself is kind of similar to the first one, but, uh, but she has a pretty spectacular place. Again, $16.5 million. You can rent it for $47,500 a month. Do you think this place is spectacular? It's pretty nice. Don't you think? I mean, buy a bed, for God's <laughs> sake. I mean, she's got, like, literally, she's got, like, she's got, so if you can see this, she's got a mattress that's sitting on the floor. Listen, when there's five bedrooms, seven bathrooms, it's tough to decorate the whole thing. I, I mean, look, look at these dining room chairs. I mean, like, they're right out of Renaissance. Ser- seriously. <laughs> there are no like, Elton John chairs, I'll tell you that. No, they are not. Those are chrome chairs with, like, some wicker kind of backing. Uh, come on. This is, no. Trash. No, no this is, no. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh come! No, no, this, no, no, All no. Right. I no. We were too. Oh come on! What we'll we'll, I'm we, colorblind. Okay. Is oh, it yeah. creamsicle? All That's right. creamsicle, isn't it? Uh, no, it's more like um, cat vomit green. I oh, think. Okay. All right. Well, there. Like I said, <laughs> the outdoor furniture is, no, is not. No, no, no. You know, hard, hard no. Yeah, we were two for three. Uh, okay, well, That's there we go. Bad. Yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah. those. And, and then you know what? We're actually going to be three for four. When it is that you get around to that episode where it is that this new character, ah, yes, yes. Uh, this new character known as Corey's um, Hamptons residence, um, because it really it's. Uh, I'm sure we're, we'll we're going to be three for four. All right, sounds good. Um, real quick, just a little housekeeping. Um, thank you for the event. From earlier this week, how fantastic was the latest panel discussion? Uh, it was it was great. Well, you know what? Really, we got to thank um, uh, our, our good friend um, uh, Majua uh, Kawhi Bell, uh, who has opened his own uh, mortgage brokerage, um, and it was it was great. It was pretty awesome. You want to touch on that for a quick second? Yeah. So the 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 venue, so Peyton Violins, which was literally like a violin shop. Yep. Saw some yep. cellos in yep. there too. Yep. Took took me back to middle school. Oh, there we go. Um, but also they have a bar and like a little tiny event space. Yep. Uh, and we had, I don't know, what, 30 people out there, give or take? Uh, no, we had about, about 40, actually. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. awesome, yeah. And then, of course, our speakers, Bob Duffy, was yep. there. Yep, Uh Naomi Silver from the Rochester Red Wings was fantastic. Love Naomi. And uh, Kevin, Kevin, Mc- Kevin McGowan, yeah. I mean, the number one superintendent in the country. Yeah, yeah. And just really powerful stuff. And, and, and they spoke on the issue of the power of doing the right thing. It was, it was a topic that, you know, as I'm thinking about some of my friends... Um, you know, these are three individuals who really um, personify and encapsulate what it means to be committed to ethically doing the right thing, whether it's in public service or whether it's in business, and the benefits that one enjoys as a result of it. You don't have to be an asshole. You don't, you don't have to be unkind and unethical in order to get ahead in this world. And I loved, and everybody who was there said it was the best panel discussion that we've hosted thus far. Which is saying something, because you've had some good ones. Yeah, we've had some really great ones. So, um, yeah, so. I mean, the uh, authenticness that was radiating off of all three of them. You, you can tell why 
they are as successful as they are. Yeah, 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 indeed. So thanks for bringing that up. Uh, any listings you want to touch on? Anything All at right, all? last one, and then i got to get to Macedon. Uh, okay. I'm late. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, so um, I've, got, I've got two. Um, one is this spectacular, this really, really remarkable um, townhouse at 901 East Avenue. So if you're standing, if you walk out uh, the front door of the George Eastman house and you look directly across the street, Charles Brewster back in 1895, he was a tobacco heir and a member of Congress from Rochester. He built this really, really remarkable tutor. Um, I used to live in that back in uh, back uh, when I was studying at the U of R in the 1980s, taking care of an old woman. This is, I'll, I'll bore you with that at some point in time, but she, Owned, she and her family owned all these sugar plantations in in um, Cuba and oh, until Castro Castro came in and then and then just took them you know just like sorry lady like you know pushed her out of the way and took over all the uh, sugar plantations. Um, so it's it's a beautiful structure um, and the first floor. Uh, God, you got to see these photos. I'll send them to you later. Eight hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar listing going live next Thursday. Um, I'm shooting a video for it on Monday. Uh, that'll be made available to everybody on Wednesday. Uh, 330-8750 if you want, uh, if you have any questions or if you want more information on that. And then uh, there's a beautiful carriage house um, on Prince Street uh, that uh, I believe is going to be coming on the market for sale in the next week, week and a half. Nice. Um, so yeah, some really, really, I mean, this time of year, these are some pretty solid listings. I went to you out in Naples. Fantastic. Oh my God, yes. I mean, the views yeah. of Canandaigua Lake out there are just uh, incredible. 30 acres, so it's a it's actually two large parcels out there. Um, Great barn. Yeah. The, I mean, the barn's, what, over 100 years old, just the charm and the character. And then the house, completely uh, redone in uh, 02, and then updated again from the most recent owner. So that's in the market right now. And, so. and that recent owner? Yeah. What a good guy. Well, the best. Oh, my God. Such a... I, I mean, he, gave us, he gave us a gift leaving the listing appointment. That's we, we never went, We went to the listing appointment. He's got this incredible wine cellar. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm looking at the wine. It's like, oh, this is a great bottle. This is a great bottle. Oh, my God. This one, that one. Over and over and over again. And as we're walking out, he literally hands to both Corey and I two Pinots. I actually opened mine last night. Oh, it was amazing? It was amazing. Of course. Um, just just incredible. Um and, and this wasn't like a $16 bottle of wine. Each each bottle of wine was $100. Like, that's generosity. That's kind. kindness. Yes, Very kind. Yes. And, and a fantastic property. You can see uh, photos of 6009 State Route 21 is the address. But get that. All of the other listings up there, markstebook.com for more of the podcast the blog, uh, all of our social, pretty much anything you need. And again, we'll touch the very meaty topic about how, I mean, technically everything could be changing in the real estate. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it really could. It really could. Oh. Uh, yeah, but, but inevitably, we're not only going to have to talk about that, inevitably we're going to have to talk about further chaos in uh, in the bond market, um, in the stock market, in the U.S. Con I mean, at what point in time do they come to fisticuffs? Maybe it would be easier just to settle things. I, I, I mean, yeah. And wouldn't it be delicious if Marjorie Taylor Greene just, boom! Somebody just knocked her on, knocked her on the floor of the, of the U.S. house. And with that, thank you for listening. <laughs> Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon.